You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Off day? There are no off days. It's always game day on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Anthony Richardson, the talk of the town. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback du jour, the quarterback of the week, the quarterback on the rise. But the conversation is leaving out a a very, very important part of, of his evaluation. And I'm not like, oh, his accuracy we're not even talking about something on the scouting report Richardson's odds of being the number one overall pick have have gotten so much better he opened at plus 10,000 last week plus 5,000 a few days ago plus 1,500 today plus 750 and holding Basically, for those of you that, that, that don't gamble, he went from a wild long shot to be the number one overall pick to one of the favorites to be the number one overall pick in the last week and a half. And the reason being is his ceiling. Oh my goodness. Do people love talking about the ceiling of Anthony Richardson? Who boy, if everything comes together, this guy is going to revolutionize the position. He's Josh Allen, but faster. He's Lamar Jackson with a stronger arm. He's he's Michael Jordan with a three-point shot. Like he he is everything if it all comes together. 6-4-230. He's gonna light up the 40-yard dash to the likes of which you've never seen. He could run in the Olympics if he wanted to. He could swim in the Olympics if he wanted to. He could uh win wrestling if he wanted to. If he put out an album, it'd be platinum if it all comes together. He's going to wow everyone if it all comes together. Matt Miller talking about Anthony Richardson and the flashes. The summer, we were looking at Anthony Richardson. It's like this guy started two games at Florida in 2021. And he was really productive as kind of a – they would bring him in to, like, run the ball. They had, like, an Anthony Richardson package, basically. This year, full-time starter. So you knew the potential was there. You'd seen it. You know, he's 6'4", he's 235. He's got the strongest arm in this draft class. He's a great runner. The flashes are fantastic. He's so good. The flashes are fantastic. This is a conversation that I've heard – Time and time and time again. Did you see the spin move on the two-point conversion? Oh, the throws. He can make everything. I've heard it so, so often. The flashes. Can he spin the ball? Oh, he can spin it. If it all comes together, watch out. But the part everyone is missing, or at least most are, is how likely is it that it all comes together? I think we're all in agreement. If it all comes together, it's going to be awesome. But but it, it's like, 
if I win the lottery. That's going to be awesome. We we had uh, Jason Fitz on the show. I said, how likely is it? He said, this is like you need to pay your mortgage and you're out of all other options, so you buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, if you win the lottery, that's awesome. But it's unlikely, right? How likely is it is the part of the conversation that nobody wants to have. I, we're all in agreement, and maybe that's why everyone says it, because everyone likes to have the room agree with you, right? Everyone can say his ceiling is sky high, and no one is going to, to argue with that. But no one is answering what the likelihood is that he will reach his ceiling. Is it a 1% chance that he fulfills his potential? Because that doesn't excite me, right? If if it's like, yeah, you know what? One out of every, you know, if we if we simulate this thing out a thousand times, well, I mean, we'll have 10 times where that thing comes true. I'm going, you know what? Someone else is going to figure out if they can get that lucky. Is it 20%? Is it 50? Is it a coin flip? Is it more than 50%? How high does it need to go to make the, the powers that be feel okay with taking that risk? Like, are there really NFL talent evaluators out there that are saying, like, are, are they uh, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber? One in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Is, is, that, is that what they need? Because I, I don't know. If you tell me Bryce Young is going to hit his top potential 50% of the time, and you tell me Anthony Richardson's going to hit his top 5% of the time, I can completely understand that Bryce Young's top potential might be a little bit lower, but I want the more likely outcome on that one. Right? It's like, and, and the funny part is, if you, it, I think if this were an injury discussion, it would be much more common to hear people say, I, I can't do it, right? If Anthony Richardson was coming off like, three torn ACLs or something like that. And you're going like, geez, you know, there's probably only a 10% chance this guy can stay healthy enough to be effective. We'd all be going 10%. Oh no. But because it's, you know, 10% of the time he's going to become this, this world beating monster gargoyle mix of a quarterback. Oh, 10%. That's exciting. It, it just, it, it doesn't happen that often. The fact of the matter is, there are a handful of athletes that have ever gotten 100% of their potential, right? It's it, And I'm not even saying it's their fault, right? You could, you could try and do everything possible to reach the top of your potential, but guess what? You're going to make a bad decision here or there. You're going to get matched up with a coach or a position coach that, that doesn't speak the same language as you are. An injury is going to happen. A teammate, you're just going to end up on the team of a guy that's better than you, and you're going to be be held behind. There's too much outside of your control. Almost nobody reaches the top, top, top of their potential. Bad break, bad referees call, and nothing is the same. Like, all of that happens. So what are the chances Anthony Richardson reaches the lofty heights that would make him a first overall pick that makes sense? I'm acknowledging there is a chance, right? I'm acknowledging that there is a chance like 20 years from now, we're looking back and we're going like, geez, you know, he 
not only had a 20-year successful starting quarterback career, but he's he's challenging Brady and Mahomes for GOAT status. He uh, you know, signed with Under Armour, and there's now the the Air Richardsons, and he's got a whole line of of movies and reality shows that he's producing and keeping up with the Richardsons. Like he he's I, I completely acknowledge that's within the realm of possibilities. I just have I can't find anybody that'll tell me if it's likely or not. Because if you're drafting at the top of the draft, you don't just want the potential for awesome; you want likely awesome. Bryce Young, if he's more likely, that is a much, much underappreciated part of the evaluation. Even if, like, C.J. Stroud, if it's more likely, it's like, well, you know, C.J. Stroud will probably never run for 1,000 yards in a season. Anthony Richardson might. But Anthony Richardson also might never throw for 500 yards in a season. Like, and I know that's that's probably mean and putting it over the top, but... But you get what I'm saying. Like, there needs to be a follow-up here. When, when, and that's exactly what we did with Jason Fitz, right? We, he talked about the Anthony Richardson deal. I said, I'm going to come back to that. And, and you can go back and catch that, that interview on our podcast page, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.com. Uh, and, and as soon as he mentioned Anthony Richardson, I, was, I said, I'm like, we're going to come back to that because I knew what the follow-up was. How likely is it? And he said, lottery ticket. Now I don't I think they're like five hundred and twenty nine billion or something like that, the chances of you winning. And I I made that up but you it's something that dramatic, right? You're more likely to get struck by lightning twice. That's the thing everybody always says. If that's what like that's how likely he is to reach that lofty status, I want nothing to do with it. As tantalizing as it is, as awesome as it is. Right? I don't want to take that chance. Careers you're playing with here. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, by the way, call and text lines open, 757-687-9494. Uh, ESPN did some reporting into Dan Snyder's financial situation as the owner of the Washington Commanders, and, uh, well, they found some things. I'll tell you what those things are coming up next. We're talking Washington Commanders football right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We started the show being pretty tough on Dan Snyder. I feel it was was an appropriate conversation to have, but there's another angle to this. If today's allegations are true involving some of the financial situation, uh, it's time for the NFL to step up and own their role as kind of an enabler of Dan Snyder. But first, let's get to the uh, the, the beginnings of it. Don Von Nata, Jr. of ESPN, was uh, as part of the, re- the reporting team for ESPN, talks about a, a $55 million loan that, that popped up in the reporting. A secret $55 million loan has become a primary focus of federal investigators examining financial misconduct by Dan Snyder and his Washington Commanders football team, sources tell ESPN. According to documents obtained by ESPN, Snyder took out the $55 million credit line at Bank of America in December 2018 without the knowledge of his three minority partners. Team bylaws say all new debt has to be approved by the board, 
but the partners allege no vote was ever taken. The three billionaire partners, Dwight Shar, Fred Smith, and Robert Rothman, discovered the secret loan in a footnote of a financial report 16 months after the credit line had been granted. How about that music they threw? But yeah, it sounded just like that. This is this is the conspiracy theory music we use on the show. It sounded like that was the background music chosen uh, for for that little bit of reporting. Uh, all right, cut the music, and I'll give it to you one time acapella. Uh, according to documents obtained by ESPN, a footnote in an April 2020 financial report revealed a 55 million dollar credit line the team had taken out 16 months earlier without the knowledge and more importantly required approval of Snyder's minority partners three billionaires the minority partners are three billionaires who own 40% of the franchise now again hearing that there's so much of this situation that I'm going to call us the regular folk that us regular folk just don't know about because it's like well i mean is do billionaires do that do billionaires take out 55 million dollar loans and don't ask their their buddies like is that something that goes on i have no clue right the loans i take out are like mortgages on my house car loans like that's i brought 20 bucks from a friend and i gotta pay them back the next time we go out right like me and my buddies we kind of agree it just all comes out in the wash you pick up drinks this time, I pick them up next time. We're just going to kind of be like, all right, it's, it's, it's all fair. I trust you. Those are the loans I take out. Do billionaires just do this? Well, the, the ESPN.com uh, report, no, I was like, is this a, basically I want to know, is this serious? A source was quoted in the ESPN article saying, and this is a direct quote from the article, three billionaires, not a few whistleblowers, alleged to, to the NFL arbitrator, that their partner had possibly committed bank fraud. This is jail time type of fraud. The NFL owes them as much of a fair shake as it owes Snyder, and the league had no interest in finding out what happened. They buried it and didn't investigate it and covered it up. Close quote. So at least whoever that source is in the ESPN article is telling me, uh, now nah, this ain't normal. Right? They're telling me this ain't just this is not just how billionaires move. The documents obtained by ESPN show that minority partners Robert Rothman, Dwight Shar, and Frederick W. Smith. Do you think Frederick added the W just because Fred Smith sounded like not a billionaire, but Frederick W. Smith sounds like you got money? Uh, the the minority partners Robert Rothman, Dwight Shar, and Frederick W. Smith found Snyder was using the team as, quote, his personal piggy bank, including charging the team $4.5 million to put its logo on his private jet. Now, I, again, sounds like fraud. They kept in the article, they kept using the word fraud. Seems like it should be treated as, as an investigation to find out if there was any fraud. Eventually, and this is, <laughs> it just, it just goes, it goes and goes and goes. Eventually, confidential arbitration led by Roger Goodell, took place, right? So these three minority owners, minority stake owners in the team were were going to the NFL and saying, this guy's committing fraud. That was their, uh, that was their, their allegation. And Roger Goodell said, all right, 
Let's go to arbitration. I'll lead. Let's get all of you in the room together. And and I love that even the article said, uh, and I'm I'm paraphrasing now, but but it it said they were all represented by like high class legal counsel. Like it was like they all showed up, lawyered the bleep up is essentially what they said. Uh, so eventually, confidential arbitration led by Roger Goodell led to all three billionaire minority partners agreeing to sell their stake to Snyder and that essentially put an end to the investigations which by the way if you recall the NFL had to approve Dan Snyder taking all of that debt taken out a loan to buy them out of their 40% stake and there's a ticking clock on that because he's gonna have to pay it he's gonna have to to, to get that debt off the books or else the NFL is gonna make him sell but here's the kicker, right? Here's here's the when I'm <laughs> there's like four times during this article my my jaw was like whoa. Uh, but this is the 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 big wow. During the confidential arbitration, the former partners demanded that the NFL investigate the origin of Snyder's loan, but neither NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, whose signature granted league approval for the team to take on the new debt, nor the NFL arbitrator investigated the partner's allegation of financial wrongdoing, according to hundreds of pages of confidential NFL arbitration documents obtained by ESPN and more than a dozen interviews. So this is what I took from it. Okay, I was trying I'm trying to boil it down to my kind of bite-sized morsels of information that I can comprehend. To take out the $55 million loan, they needed the approval of the board, right? A company's board, the people that sit on the board. And on the board were these three billionaire minority stakeholders in the team. So they can't take on the $55 million of of loan without the approval of the board. And the person whose signature is supposed to say... They've done everything needed to take on the debt is Roger Goodell's. Somehow, the approval was given and the loan was taken out and the three members of the board that are making these allegations are saying, we had no clue this debt was taken on. That's what the allegations are. At the very least, there needs to be an extensive investigation done. And instead... They went to arbitration with the guy whose signature marks the league's approval as the the mediator, and they found a workaround. What if he just bought it from you and you left? That sounds like the NFL letting it happen. And as I said at the beginning, if these accusations are true, the NFL needs to own up to their role in enabling that financial move that was made by Dan Snyder. And also, as we talked about earlier, uh, the report from the Washington Post, now we're, we're, we're mixing reports here. That one was was from the ESPN.com article. There was also a report from the Washington Post, a reporting done by Mark Maskey, Nikki Jabvala, and Liz Clark, that says Snyder has demanded that both the NFL and his fellow owners Grant him him indemnity 
against any future legal action and costs if he does sell the commanders. Indemnity meaning security against an exemption from legal liability for one's actions. Why would he need indemnity? Perhaps this report from ESPN is giving us an example or giving us an idea. Now, again, it's all allegations and accusations, but inquiring minds can connect dots, right? We can see clues. We can Hansel and Gretel our way towards where we think this thing ends up or how all of these things are connected. And I keep coming back to this. Why doesn't Dan Snyder just sell? Right? If if when all of the, the poking and prodding began, he just said, I'm out, took his billions and went home. I don't know if everyone keeps turning over every stone. Everyone's just like, he's gone. Let's move on. But now I guess his only leverage is I won't sell unless I think this thing's going to get uglier before it gets better. I think this thing's going to get uglier before, before it gets better, which is not good for football in our region. I just want, I just want to watch It's an escape from like, like we watch football to escape like financial problems, right? Like bills do right there's the 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 roof needs to be replaced that's expensive right like you 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 leave that behind for 3 hours to watch a football game i don't want to go to my my nfl tab on espn.com and have to sit there and talk about debts and and loans it's like no 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 that's what life is for i want to go to my nfl tab on espn.com and just talk about which quarterback has the strongest arm Talk about should it be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis? Not did this billionaire commit serious fraud? Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Is it just me? This is a completely separate conversation. Is it just me, or did somehow the Ball Brothers become a group that we're all rooting for? What an all-time comeback story that is. Stick around. We're talking about the NBA right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I want to talk about a redemption story. Everybody likes a underdog, a comeback story, a second chance, a reclamation. Is it just me or did Lonzo and LaMelo Ball somehow work their way into being someone that we are all rooting for? Now, I want, I want to take this all the way back to square one, okay? This is going, this is going to be story time, ready? Right? Gather around, Indian style, sit in a circle, ready? Crisscross applesauce. The, the Ball brothers have lived a life. They're, they're still very young, right? Like the oldest, yeah, actually, this is one of my favorite little fun facts. Uh, Lonzo Ball and Stetson Bennett, born one day apart. And Lonzo is the older brother of the Ball brothers. Uh, so... You could argue he should be a senior in college. I, again, timelines are weird. The first article I read about the Ball brothers uh, was about their high school team and how they were kind of playing an unusual style of basketball, pulling up from 30 feet, shooting all these threes, and winning. Uh, and it was posted to The Ringer, a, a website, Bill Simmons' website, six years and nine months ago. In the last six years and nine months, let's go over some of the things that the, uh, the Ball brothers have been through. Since then, 
Their dad became a polarizing celebrity that would do things like go on Colin Cowherd's show and boast and brag incessantly. He became uh, someone that was multiple times an impression of him was done on Saturday Night Live. Never lost. Like everybody does a little bit of a LeVar Ball impression. That's their father. Uh, They starred in a reality television show that followed their lives on something called Facebook television. Uh, Not sure if that's even around anymore. Uh, Their family started their own shoe company, the Big Baller brand, and they had their own signature shoes, uh, the quality of which was questioned, meaning the shoe quality of which was questioned by many. Um, Kind of a huge disaster. It's not in business anymore. Uh, Lonzo played one season at UCLA, dominated, and was drafted second overall by the Lakers. He played with LeBron for a bit and then was traded to the Pelicans as part of a group that brought back Anthony Davis. Then he signed, after a couple years with the Pelicans, signed for big money with the Bulls. LiAngelo Ball, the middle brother, uh, who we haven't mentioned yet, went to UCLA for a few months before stealing sunglasses on a team trip to Shanghai, China. Uh, He was suspended for that. Actually, the president had to intervene to get he and two of his teammates to come home. They were they were facing two to ten years in jail. Uh, he was suspended, then eventually left the school prior to the end of the suspension. He has bounced around the G League since then. LaMelo Ball, who was the youngest brother when I read that article six years and nine months ago, he was in eighth grade playing on varsity when that article came out. Uh, he scored 92 points in a high school game his sophomore year. Second highest ever scored in a California high school game. Skipped his junior season. Skipped his junior year of high school to play professionally. Played an abbreviated senior season at a Spire Academy in Ohio. And the reason why he was abbreviated is because other high schools weren't allowed to play against him because he was a professional and the other schools would be ruining their own players' amateur status by playing against LaMelo Ball, so he can only play in a certain amount of games. Uh, Then he played in a league his dad created, that dad we talked about becoming a celebrity. Uh, I mean, think of this. This is feels like it's it's like uh, Forrest Gump. Like, were you everywhere? Uh, His dad created a league that was supposed to be an alternative to college basketball. Uh, LaMelo Ball played there for five months, won the championship, Uh, played a year of professional basketball in Australia, then was drafted third overall by the Hornets, was named Rookie of the Year, made an All-Star game in his second year in the uh, the NBA. At times throughout this process of all of that going on, and, and I could have gone on and on and on. I just picked the highlights. At times throughout that process, they might have been the most hated athletes on, on the internet. That's not a, like, that's not a joke, and, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's kind of the way it was. Their, their entire family was in the crosshairs for a lot of the people on Twitter that don't put their name in the, the their Twitter handle and they don't have their picture in their avatar. We're, we're very, very much not fans of that family. Yet when Lonzo Ball's missing this whole season with a knee injury, they just announced a week ago that they're not going to rush him back. They're going to give him the entire season off. And LaMelo Ball just broke his ankle. I'm exceptionally bummed. I'm like, man, I really want to see those guys play. And there's not many in the NBA that have that feeling, right? The the all-stars, the superstars, yeah. But the the a lot of people in the league are, are, for lack of a better term, from an entertainment standpoint, kind of replaable. Right? Whoever, whoever's standing next to 
Zach Levine is, is standing next to Zach Levine. But I kind of want it to be Lonzo Ball. His, his three-point form used to be ridiculous. It's smoothed out. He's always had a little bit of athleticism. He's always been an exceptional passer. Now I just want to see him play. When he was signed with Chicago, I was like, hey, this could be something here. LaMelo is just straight up exciting. He is one of the few players that when he has the ball, you're genuinely like, I don't know what he's going to do next. Averaging 23 points, eight assists. Like I said, he was an all-star last year. Here's his coach, Steve Clifford, on his injury. It's, it's, it's tough, too, because he was starting to play so well. You know, and the team, obviously, were playing better and better. But, you know, that's the way, the, you know, they're not, not going to wait for us, you know, and they're going to keep scoring Wednesday night, too. So, you know, we can't. We got to be thinking about the things that matter. Got to be thinking about the things that matter. Which, again, normally I'm all for. I'm like, hey, next man up. But I kind of want to see them play. I did not care at all. Like there were people that were buying their shoes and they were like trying to find a way to stream. And and when Zion Williamson, and I believe it was an AAU game, played against LaMelo Ball when they were both high school athletes, millions. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Millions of people streamed it. They couldn't finish one of the games they were playing against each other because the the so many people piled in, the heat started the the whole room started condensing like condensation so it became slippery and they just had to stop playing the game i had no interest in watching that game and i'm i'm i mean i'm a zion fan because he's a dunker i'm a Lamelo fan now no interest but somehow they've they've swayed me so i just it is a bummer that both of those guys are are likely done for the year i know lonzo is and, and they're expecting Lamelo to be but that is that's a bummer I just wanted to say it was a nice little comeback story. They've worked their way all the way back around in public opinion. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Call in 757-687-9494. But really, at this point in the show, text in 757-687-9494. Because when we come back, we're going to read your texts and we're going to ask, does that do anything for you? Coming around. All day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII and Tim a lot of talk about Dan Snyder today, and it sounds like he just wants uh, immunity from every crime that he's ever committed ever. I mean, I, I don't know if it... Actually, we should clarify this. Um, he asked, or reportedly, according to a Washington Post article, which we should say Washington Post is owned by... It's, it's under the umbrella of things owned by Jeff Bezos, who is reportedly... Blocked from bidding on the Washington committers. There's so much reportedly, I have to say here. Um, so, Washington Post reportedly, they reported, reportedly they reported that reports say um, Dan Snyder is asking the NFL and the other owners for indemnity uh, if he does sell the team, which means they can't pursue legal action. They can't pursue legal action sue him those sorts of things they like the nfl doesn't have the power to say dan snyder wouldn't face criminal charges like that that doesn't exist you got to make that deal with with uh, the prosecutor right so 
It's not that he, he's not asking for like the ability to get away with everything. He's not a get out of jail free card. He's just saying, if I sell the team, I want to make sure the NFL and the other owners can't then turn around and, and sue me. Um, and then that's again, reportedly, according to the Washington Post. From the 757, we talked about what the future holds for Carson Wentz. And this texture believes from the 757, two teams that stick out to me, Carolina and Minnesota. Right with Carolina because obviously they have history. And Minnesota, if they can do it with Cousins, I feel like Carson has more arm talent than Kirk. I mean, Kirk at this point in time, it's an experience. It's a command of the offense thing. Kirk's not Kirk's not playing at all because of his arm strength. Um Carolina would only be like I mean, are you thinking as a starter? I can't imagine so. He's not gonna be a he's 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 just not gonna be a starter next year. Um if he's in the league, it'll be his backup. I guess you could say if they brought in a rookie, they could give him the job and have Carson be the backup, and he does know Frank Reich. But those two teams would not be near the top of the list for me as far as Carson Wentz's backup. Would you rather him be on a team that has a solidified starting quarterback? Very much so. So Carolina wouldn't even make sense because right now their quarterback situation exactly. kind of in the I air. mean, if, if they brought in Derek Carr, if they drafted, if they traded up and drafted Bryce Young, if they traded up and drafted C.J. Stroud, um, then then maybe, right? Then sure. Okay, whatever, right? Because um, then there's a definite hierarchy. I want Carson Wentz to have no delusions that he is the starting quarterback. And I need him to reset, right? I need him to fall back in love with the game. Go play scout team for a while. And I like I, in college, I never really got to play scout team, but there are a few times I filled in down there. It's kind of fun, right? It's 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 like yeah, if nobody's open, try to fit it into a small window, right? Don't always make the smart decision, right? Because the defense has to get get used to to making plays. It's 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 kind of fun down there. You just get to sling it and talk trash, although they don't like that a ton. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I just want him to to be a guy in the locker room and, and fall in love with it again. LeBron James out for at least two weeks, probably longer. From the seven five seven, LeBron James should just retire. It's not like he's going to win another championship, Tim. I mean, he's playing great when he's healthy. He's you playing kind of like a Debbie Downer. The texture, the texture. yeah. Uh, like great is not. I'm not exaggerating. Um. PER player efficiency rating is is kind of like an all-encompassing stat. He's 11th in the in the NBA. 11th. Now, I know by LeBron standards, it's like, "Oh, why isn't he top 3?" But for everyone else in the NBA, 11th is unbelievable. You don't retire when you're 11th. You re- retire when you're 11th to last or at least middle of the pack. Um I mean, unless we get to a point where his body truly is just breaking down like he can't stay on the court for more than a week or two. Um then, then we can have that conversation. But when he plays, he is a great basketball player, and I don't, I don't want to rush him out. I want to appreciate it while it's here. From the seven two four, Tim talking a lot about load management today. A lot of texts coming in mm-hmm. on the text line. Fans pay a lot of money to see the stars, and if the stars aren't going to be playing, the the team should refund the fans money if the stars decide to load manage in theory i love it in theory right you buy you buy your family tickets to go see a game the stars don't play they should they should refund your money but in practice it becomes much more difficult who decides who's a big enough star if clay thompson doesn't play but steph curry does do you get your money back and what about teams that don't have a star can they rest anyone 
right? Are, like, did the Detroit Pistons have anyone on the team that they'd have to refund? And why is it fair that the Pistons never have to refund tickets, but the Phoenix Suns have eight guys that if they they don't play, you got to refund tickets. Like, there's there's again, in theory, I love it. If you show up to watch a player play, that player doesn't play, you get your money back. But in practice, it's like the NBA teams aren't going to make much money and keep giving everyone's money back. So how about this? When you when you buy a ticket, you select your favorite player, and if that player doesn't play, you get your money back. You know, that's not bad. Well, guess who? I'm not picking the player that is my favorite. I'm picking the most injury-prone. I'm picking the guy that load me. I'm picking Kawhi Leonard every time, even though I'm definitely much more of a Paul George guy. So I'm 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 not picking Russell Westbrook. That guy play every plays every game, even if he is my favorite. Right? There's there's too many things that you have to sort out to make that even make sense. So again, in theory, I love it, but in in practice, I I just don't. LeBron is today's top shot because people are telling him to retire when he's the 11th best player in the league according to statistics. Uh, Probably higher than that, according to public opinion. Uh, LeBron is today's top shot. If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in Hampton Roads. Thank you to Robbie, as always, for keeping us up and running. Thank you to everybody that texted into the show. And most importantly, thank you to Larry King Law. If you're ever injured in an accident, give him a call. 757-INJURED. That number, once again, 757-INJURED. I-N-J-U-R-E-D. We have the 757 at 6 coming up next. Stick around for that. For the Tim Donnelly Show, we'll see you tomorrow.